This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. This show may contain strong language or adult themes. Listener discretion is advised. There is nothing wrong with your radio. We are controlling transmission. You are about to experience the awe and mystery which reaches from the inner mind to the outer limit frequency. Good evening, my name is Sam. My name is Ricardo. This is the outer limit frequency. As we all know, there is a fairly standard lineup in your typical band. You have a guitarist, maybe two, a bassist, drummer, keyboardist, if you're feeling frisky, and a singer. Obviously, there are plenty of bands out there that mix things up a bit, with some having multiple drummers, adding in other instruments like turntables or even bagpipes, and then there are those with multiple singers. It's not as rare as you'd think. And tonight we're taking a look at some of those multiple singer bands that stand out. When Mastodon started, they already had two vocalists, so mission complete. Whereas traditional wisdom would suggest that one of these voices was lightier and the other heavier, it turns out that both Brent Hines and Troy Sanders wanted to be the heavy one. What's a band to do? Add a third vocalist to fill the gap, obviously. After their first two records, drummer Brian Daler started adding backing vocals, which complemented the more melodic and progressive direction that Mastodon were chasing. And by the race of Crack the Sky in 2009, Brian was handling lead vocal duties for entire songs. I'm sure that his three band dads were proud as punch. As it stands then, guitarist Bill Callagher is the only non-singer left in the group, but I figure if he was going to, it would have happened by now. This is Asleep in the Deep, a song that features singers from other bands because sometimes, apparently, three isn't enough.
this episode was pretty much made for the sort of metal bands that I'm into. I mean, a lot of metal subgenres have multiple singers. Symphonic metal uses them a lot, with a standard approach being a female handling the lead and pretty vocals, while a male handles the screaming. Epica are a prime example of this, with Simone Simons being nothing short of angelic, while Isaac Delahaye and Mark Jonsson provide some pretty brutal screams. It's a Beauty and the Beast type effect that works much better than it should, and I could pick pretty much any of their songs, so let's just go with Storm the Sorrow. to be 
B-52s were the ultimate anti-pop band of their era. While the cool kids were chasing the cutting edge of tomorrow, the Georgia natives instead chased the cutting edge of yesterday. I think we can all agree that this worked out fairly well for them. The band would obviously become very famous in the late 80s because of a certain smash hit. You know the one. But they started out as something somehow even cornier and more tragically hip. Their self-titled debut was filled with B-movie schlock and retro surf rock, which would explain the zoot suits, beehive hairdos, and general thrift store chic. And somehow, in spite of all of that, the thing that stood out most about the B-52s was the vocal interplay between Cindy Wilson and Kate Pearson, who, you know, sing like singers do, and Fred Schneider, who just kind of shouts at you. But it all works in a way that it probably shouldn't. I don't think the B-52s get the flowers they deserve for making New Wave a goofier and more swinging place to be. This is Mesopotamia. i 
This one's kind of cheating because really me and that man has become just a side project for Adam Darsky, better known as Nurgle. However, the first album was a band or a duo, Nurgle with John Porter. And on this album, they share lead vocal duties. So it kind of counts. I mostly just want to put it here because it can't hurt to be reminded that the dude from Behemoth can actually sing. Whatever. This is My Church is Black. I've always loved the way that Parliament Funkadelic treat their enormous cast of characters as a rotating roster of singers, players, dancers, and other performers. Especially in the early 70s, this stuff was wild. That gnarly early funk had no idea what its ceiling was, and everybody was just along for the ride. In fact, the more the merrier. Which explains why the band has had dozens upon dozens of different vocalists over the past, I don't know, 50 plus years, be they main, backup, or chorus. This fact makes the legendary Funk Collective one of the greatest vocal groups in history. This next song, I'll Bet You, is from the band's self-titled 1970 debut, and it features five different members of the band trading lines. 
All the while, George Clinton himself never says a peep, happy to be merely there to help facilitate all of this funkiness.
Lacuna Coil are admittedly mostly known for one of their two singers, Christina Scabia. And that's got to be at least slightly to do with the inconsistent approach to the use of their other singer, Andrea Ferro. For a long time, it was the Christina show featuring Andrea. But in more recent years, he's finally been given the chance to prove what he can do. With this, the band became heavier. So I understand why Delirium and Black Anima are not for everybody. But Delirium in particular is a blast and both singers are on top form here. In the past, we were used to hearing Christina sounding great, but without a lot of power. And Andrea was almost there just to back her up with a male version of the same thing. With Delirium, they both upped their power greatly, and the band has never been better. This is House of Shame. Let's 
The main advantage of having a larger band is that there are more people to fill different instruments and roles, but there must also come a point where you're just doubling up for fun. Maybe King Crimson didn't actually need three drummers, or Modest Mouse, that fourth guitarist. But in the case of King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard, a band with album number 20 in the wings, pretty much everyone's going to get a turn at everything eventually. The septet did shrink during lockdown to a paltry six members, but that doesn't stop them from having six vocalists on hand, four of whom share lead duties. Lead guitarist Stu McKenzie is generally considered the band's air quote singer. He's that hyperactive one, constantly doing the Ric Flair woo on any track you might have heard. But he does frequently seed centre stage, especially on some of the band's less intense albums and tracks. Sketches of Brunswick East, Butterfly 3000, and Fishing for Fishies in particular show the range that these guys have collectively. This next track is brought to you by the band's harmonica player and best boy, Ambrose Kenny Smith. This is Boogeyman Sam. Take it away, Amby.
while many bands with multiple singers branch out to two, a male and a female, especially in the symphonic metal and gothic metal scenes, as Ricardo has proven, others tend to get more experimental. Amaranth is one such band because while their music is rather accessible, it's also definitely experimental. Best described as power dance metal, but then only sometimes Amaranth of three vocalists, with the only constant being Elise Reed, handling the sometimes powerful, sometimes sweet, but always at least clean female vocals. Then you have Nils Mullen, formerly Jake E, handling the clean male vocals, and Henrik Wilhelmsen, formerly Andreas Solverstrom, handling the uh, unclean vocals. The three parts work beautifully together, and it all just helps make Amaranth as unique as they are. So because of the world we live in today, this is Viral.
kind of stoked that I get to talk about Maximum the Hormone again. It's been too long. So, yeah, this incredibly weird and genre-defying band out of Japan have managed to cover pretty much every vocal style by having all four members of the band as singers. Daisuke Han, now Maximum the Ryokun, and Yui-chun have got it all covered, leading to some extremely bizarre works. Of course, helped by their extremely erratic musicianship. It's all just one big, wonderful mess, and I love them for it. Even the song titles are just... Yes. Like this one. Unbelievable. Swamits Hokalero Mifeho? Pretty sure those words are all made up. But then, aren't all words... <coughs>
given the topic of this episode, surely hip-hop groups would be the obvious thing to cover because, you know, they're almost by definition composed of multiple vocalists. When you think of interesting vocal interplay within a group, how can you not be thinking of Run DMC, Public Enemy, or Beastie Boys? And while those are cool and all, what if your rap crew was actually a clan? For 30 years, Staten Island's Wu-Tang Clan have been the undisputed gold standard for hip-hop groups, and unless big crews become popular again, I'm not sure they'll ever be beaten at their own game. RZA, Raekwon, Redman, Method Man, ODB, RIP, Inspector Deck, Ghostface Killer, You God, and others have been showing us the way to rule the rap game for a very long time now. And with most of those guys filling different niches within hip-hop itself, it's hard not to find a Wu-Tang cut that scratches your particular itch. So let's go all the way back to 1993 with the release of the group's iconic debut album to a song that has only gotten more and more relevant over time because Cash still rules everything around me. This is Cream. Let me, yeah. let me catch. You ready? Let me, let me bone. Yo. Yo, what's up, son? What's up, kid? What's going on, kid? Yo, man, I'm just doing my thing, man. The New York Times side Staying alive was no job Had second hands Moms bounced on old man So then we moved to Shallon land A young youth You're rocking the go tooth Low goose Only way I begin to G York Was drug loot And let's start it like this son Rolling with this one And that one Pulling out gats for fun But it was just a dream For the team Who was a fiend Started smoking wounds at 16 And running up in gates And doing it by high stakes Making my way on fire no question, I was speed for cracks and weed. The combination made my eyes bleed. No question, I would flow off and try to get the dough off. Sticking up white boys on board boards. My life got no better. Same damn low sweater. Times is rough and tough like leather. Figured out I went the wrong route. So I got with a sick ass click and went all out. Catching keys from front seats. Rolling in MPVs every week. We made 40 G's. Yo, nigga, respect my Cash moves everything around me. 
the money Dollar dollar bill, yo Cash moves, everything around me Niggas got to get the they money do. Dollar they dollar bill, yo I promise there's a point to the kind of personal details part I'm about to say. As a parent, I was originally extremely hesitant to expose my daughter to what I had always perceived as annoying children's music. But I mean, this is what you do for kids. You suffer through it. Or that's what I thought I was doing, because the Wiggles can actually be damn entertaining. And with 14 past and present members, with all of them singing in some manner, they qualify. Well, 14 plus one very flamboyant extra. And don't worry, we aren't going to play you a Wiggles song right now. Or, like, okay, maybe we are, but it's not them doing them. This is from their most recent album, Rewiggled, which on the second disc features a massive cast of current and former Wiggles performing covers of their favourite songs. The cover of Tame Impala's Elephant even hit number one on the Aussie charts recently, which just sounds mad, but it's actually really good. Other standouts include a bizarre take on Dropkick Murphy's I'm Shipping Up to Boston, with lead vocals performed by the world's friendliest pirate, Captain Feathersword, of course. And a ballad version of ACDC's Thunderstruck, which I think is led by one of the newest Wiggles, John. Weird stuff. Way more enjoyable than I wanted it to be. Anyway, this is We're Going to Be Friends by the White Stripes, led by Simon Price and Cihai Hawkins. Brand new shoes, walking blues, climb the fence, books and pens. I can tell that we are gonna be friends. I can tell that we are gonna be friends. Walk with me, Susie Lee, through the park and by the tree. We will rest upon the ground and look at all the bugs we've found. Safely walk to school without a sound. Safely walk to school without a sound. Here we are, no one else. We walk to school all by ourselves. There's dirt on our uniforms from chasing all the ants and worms. We clean up and now it's time to learn. We clean up and now it's time to learn Numbers, letters, learn to spell Nouns and books and show and tell Playtime we will throw the ball Back to class, through the hall Teacher marks our height against the wall Teacher marks our height against the wall We don't notice any time pass 
we don't notice anything. We sit side by side in every class. Teacher thinks that I sound funny, but she likes the way you sing. Tonight I'll dream while I'm in bed when silly thoughts go through my head. About the bugs and alphabet, and when I wake tomorrow, I'll bet that you and I will walk together again. I can tell that we are gonna be friends. Cause I can tell that we are gonna be friends. And thank you again for joining us on our look at bands with multiple singers. And if you like what you heard, jump onto your streaming service of choice. There will be a bunch of our episodes that you might like. You probably will. And since you're coming back next week, we're going to be looking at one of the most iconic musicians of all time through the eyes of other musicians. It turns out sometimes the original is not always the best. Next week, it's all about Bob Dylan. We'll see you then. See you then. Thanks for listening to this Free FM podcast. If you want to hear more content like this, you can support Free FM via Patreon. Head to patreon.com/freefm89 to find out more.